You got the chill. The chill. The chill. The chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Everyone is so mean to me. I am Jim Rutledge. You never go full Rutledge. <laughs> You got some Anna on your chest, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> you got some Anna, huh, Dave? Some what? Some Anna. Anna? Yeah, animosity. Oh. Why didn't you just say animosity? Southern slang. Anyway. All right, I think he was joking. <laughs> Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Yeah, day two, Strofanor, no Rutledge, no Hamilton. We're in for the fellas of Alex Strofa alongside the former Badgers linebacker, the yes. USFL Defensive Player of the Year runner-up in 2023. The pride of DeSoto, Texas. Yeah. Father of the Year candidate as well. Chris Noor, Fur is here. Hey, great introduction, man. Thank you, brother. Want to intro me now? That means we're going to have a great show. Let's intro me now. Go ahead. You just don't have that many accolades. Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do let's do one better then. Intro Wollershawn. <laughs> Prime time. Do you believe Ryan Wollershawn? Oh God! Best producer in the Everlight Studio oh. here in Madison, Wisconsin. AKA Prime Time. AKA Prime Time Slash and Dine. <laughs> AKA Make sure you lock the door behind you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Let's hear him produce a great show. Let's hear him. Yeah. Let's hear it for him. ACSO. You like that, huh? ACSO. I don't know. Remember when you remember when I said AC and you was like, no, nah, we need a DC. Oh, well, yeah. I couldn't think of a DC. So ACSO. Because your last name is Strofe. And my last name is Oil. Oh. Alex Chris Strofor. That's what that would stand for. I mean, it doesn't have to stand for that. It, it would have to be <laughs> Make it stand for something else. ASCO. You can make it stand for something else. All right, we're done with this stupid, <laughs> stupid conversation. He's Chris Orr. I'm Alex Struff. Lots to get into today. Big edition of Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. I know everybody's really looking forward to hearing that really great band called Fish. <laughs> yeah. Can we skip that, or is that not skippable? You guys skipped it last week. We did skip it last week. Well, you skipped we didn't it until skip, 5.30. Skip would imply that it was done on purpose, mm. um, whereas forgot is different. Yeah, exactly. I can't, I can't do it twice in a row. All right, show. so here's, what I, well, here's what's ahead. We got pole dancing. Pole dancing. Which means Chris is going to jump on the pole that's in the middle of the Everlight Solar Studio here. So you're going to want to tune in to the YouTube stream about <laughs> 4.45 this afternoon. Make sure you see your tips. Make sure you see your tips. <laughs> 5.15 <laughs> this afternoon, we'll chat with Benny Brust from Kyle Brust and Norton. It's betting with Brust. Uh, Ryan, I, I didn't do my due diligence as a host. So do you give us games to pick from in that segment? Well, so that means each of you guys will come with your own lock of the week yeah. with, for betting with Rust. And yeah. then I also throw out a game that everyone picks from as got a it. semi-tiebreaker, just more fun. You got honest. it. You got it. I can do that. Uh, 5.30 night, we'll play Throwing Stones. 5.45, we will send you home. We'll talk Packers-Vikings. We'll talk Wisconsin-Ohio State. Get the final thoughts from the former Badgers linebacker. But let me say this, and let me say it clear to all of you in Madison. It's... Dame time. Let's go. 39 Let's go. points in the debut, coming from behind down double digits in the fourth quarter. A perfect 17 for 17 from the charity stripe. Damian Lillard, officially a Milwaukee Buck, and the Milwaukee Bucks 1-0 on the season as Damian Lillard makes one of the most impressive debuts yeah. In any franchise's history in the NBA, he had the fourth most points in a team debut, 39. He made the most free throws of anybody in a team debut, 17 for 17, a perfect number from the line. And he single-handedly wills the Milwaukee Bucks to victory in their season opener last night at Pfizer Forum. Man, this this proves why John Horst, the general manager of the Bucks, went out and got him. Chris Orr, game time. Yeah. I think this is this is what you see. Like I was telling you yesterday, I think the NBA is a league where you need multiple superstars. Um, I, I think Milwaukee looks like a really balanced team. I'm shocked that they jailed this fast with the addition of Dame. But you see the difference. Like Giannis can have a I'm not saying he did, but you can he can have an off night. 
He can have an off right. night. We can get through games, uh, tough times throughout the stretch of a series, you know, thinking long term. Because basketball is, if you haven't noticed, basketball is about endurance. I think that uh, the saying uh, not peaking too early, I think that's actually true for basketball. I don't think it's true for, like, football. I think it's true for every sport. I don't think it's true for football. I, I think the season's too short. Anyway, back to basketball. Um <laughs> I think you see the difference when you have somebody in your backcourt that can score at will. And I'm happy for him because he's been doing this his whole career, and now he's in a bigger market. I think it's definitely a bigger market, without a doubt. He's going to be playing in front of more eyes. It's a talent that has always been there. No doubt. Bucks win by a point in the opener over the Philadelphia 76ers. Dame uh, absolutely delivering in, in his debut. Super impressive stuff. For sure. And I asked the question yesterday, Chris, but I- I'm going to answer it now. Like, is there more excitement? Are you more into the Bucks season? <laughs> because Packers not very good this year. Sorry to break it to you. The Badgers are fine. They're kind of what they have been the last couple of years. But obviously there's, there's buzz when you mention it. The one-two punch yeah. that is Dame and Giannis. The best in the NBA. Yeah. They come out. He is unbelievable in that fourth quarter. Really the whole game, but that fourth quarter specifically just proves why you traded for him, right? He hits a big three with 80 seconds left, mm-hmm. had an and one late, made all of his free throws. You win by a point. If yep. he misses one, that's a different game, yep. right? So I- I'm more invested in the Bucks. I want more of what I watched last night. I think you're seeing a difference across the three teams that you spoke of. I think you're seeing a difference when one of them hits and, prom- and delivers at least partially on – what you expected. Like with Green Bay, we were expecting we we're expecting to see more and more mm-hmm. of Coach LaFleur and his playbook open up and get these young guys just involved somehow. Uh, we're kind of expecting him to look like a mini Shanahan or like a McVay because those guys have established and done it themselves and McDaniel's heading down the same path. And then for Wisconsin, we get we land a home run hiring in Coach Fickle. We get some transfers to come in, recruiting's picking up, but then you get meh during the season. So now with the Bucks, you get Dame, and of course they everybody's thinking like, oh, this can be the best one-two punch in the league. You just transform the Bucks and their postseason uh, hopes, and they deliver game one. That's the difference. We need to deliver in football in the state. Who needs to deliver more, Packers or Badgers? Uh, I think that you would expect the Packers to deliver more. Honestly, I would agree. You, you would. I think you would expect the Packers to deliver more just because uh, the leadership hasn't changed too much. Um, they got the draft capital in their defense. Uh, you're young offensively, but you got a quarterback that's been in the league for years. He's an established pro at this point, even though he doesn't have the games under his belt. So you expected to see like minimal struggles for real. If if I'm being yeah. honest, and they just haven't they haven't found out who they are or what they necessarily want to do. I think they are, but I think they have. A, I don't know if they've if they're truly dedicated to it. But with Wisconsin, it's like, yeah, bro, you got a first year head coach. You expect some struggles. I just don't like the I don't like the notion out there when I'm when talking about Wisconsin football is that oh they don't have their guys. Mm-hmm. I hate that. I hate Why not? that talk. I, I feel like that's a fair fair point though. Because right, because a lot of these guys here were recruited under Paul Christ and, and were implemented in a completely different system this offseason under Phil Longo as the OC. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. Very true. But you don't like that message? I don't like that because I think it's an easy cop-out. I think it's an easy cop-out. It's, it's an easy way of – it's like you allowing – it's like you letting yourself down easy. When instead – the thought is, yeah, there's going to be struggles because players are adjusting to the scheme. A player might not be the absolute best for that scheme. Doesn't make him a bad player. Mm-hmm. And the schemes, I mean, offensively, the scheme has changed a lot, yes. But at the same time, like, three of our top four receivers are transfers. Our quarterbacks are transfers. You you have to pick those guys. Our O-line now, I, I, would, I, I would blame that more to uh, they're just not used to this system. It's a lot of different techniques involved when you change a lot, which is why I'm saying like I, I would expect more. I would have expected more of a merge between the two, just because it's asking a lot of uh, college guys at that. I think that's why you see the O line struggles. But outside of that, I don't think the excuse is there. You already had a superstar in your running back. Uh, you picked your quarterback. You picked your top three, three of three of your four top receivers. You picked mm-hmm. them. So I'm not I'm not giving that excuse defensively. All you really just didn't have to mess it up. Like you already had 
this defense has proven, even with these guys and the quote-unquote recruits that we get, uh, me being one of them, it's proven that you can have that and be one of the best in the country. He's Chris Orham, Alex Strope, and his Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light here on ESPN Madison with you until 6 o'clock tonight. We'll talk more Badgers, Ohio State coming up in a little bit, but I want to know how you feeling, Bucks fan? You feeling pretty darn good? Pretty damn good after that performance from Damian Lillard? I would sure hope so. Hit us up, <laughs> 844-770-3776. What's the ceiling for this Bucks team? Ooh. Is it 65 wins? Um, oh, I think that's tough. I think putting I, a number that, on yeah, the that's tough. Is tough. That's tough. It's tough because they don't have a ton of great depth, and Chris yeah. Middleton's still coming back from still injury. Still coming back, mm-hmm. still coming back it's a not little a bit. Com- it's not like the most complete team you would ever yeah. want. Right, but, but they but play in the East. The but they play in the yes. East. There's not a ton of competition in the Eastern Conference. Boston's you, good. Boston's going to be really good, I think. Boston's going to be really KP, good. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. Boston's going to be good. Um, Miami. Probably still in the mix. Miami will win 50 games and then still make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Right? That's just Miami. <laughs> Philly doesn't stink. We saw no, that last no, night. And they were without James too. Harden. They're yeah. still a good team, too. Who am I missing? Cleveland? Cleveland's pretty Cavs good. Cavs are okay. Yeah, they're Cleveland's super young. Feisty, though, right? But yeah. other yeah. than those teams, who, by the way, I still think the Bucks are better than, mm-hmm. they don't have a ton of competition in the East. Now, obviously, they play every team in, the, in an 82-game NBA season. But is 60-22 and 22 an outrageous expectation? No, I don't think so. I don't, I, don't either. I don't think it's outrageous, but at the same time, I don't like I'm saying, man, basketball, like I think basketball is truly the sport now where it's just like we don't care about this regular season. We need to be built for the playoffs. Well, I think it, to your point, right, the Warriors when they went seventy three yeah. and nine, they lose in the finals mm-hmm. to to your guy LeBron James and the, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yep. So, yeah, the, the regular season doesn't matter a ton, mm-hmm. but you still want seeding. Despite the Bucks yeah, losing yeah. as a one seed last year with a new head coach, <laughs> with a new point guard, like, they still want that one seed. So I'm, I'm curious for me, what do you think the ceiling is? 844-770-3776. Jordan and Madison says Giannis got into his own head in the fourth quarter and started shooting long balls. A.G. Adrian Griffin, the new head coach, pulled him, and Dame took over and does what he does. Excited to watch this year. I'm right there with you, Jordan. Good point. Tim in Oregon says Dame didn't even give us his best game. Dame's team, you bet. Okay, Ooh. is this Dame's Already team or is it Giannis's team? I'm not. I'm not even close to ready enough to say that. But Honestly, they got to th- figure that out. Here, yeah. That's the thing, though, right? I mean, that's why when you go acquire a superstar, you look at the Warriors to, to go back to them as the example. When they acquired KD, whose team was it? Was it, was it still, still Steph's team? It was Steph's team at the yeah. end of the day. I, I mean, I'm with you. This is Giannis's team until proven otherwise. But. Tim I mean, in Oregon already ready to make the assessment. It's Dame. You can make the argument. I think it's like a positional type thing. For sure. If if I'm being real, it's I would compare Giannis to like uh, Bakhtiari. Like, yeah, you're a star. Like, you're one of the holdover leaders. You know, we're going through this transition or whatever. Fun comparison. But okay. this is this is <laughs> Jordan Love's team. This is <laughs> this is Dame's team just because of the position. You have to orchestrate so much more that people naturally look to you as a leader. It's just like. This is like anything else. Well, like here, here's how I look at it, Chris. Is okay. So who do you trust in the big spot, right? Who do you want taking the last shot? I I want the see. I don't look at it, I don't look at basketball that way. I look at it as who do I want with the ball in their hands at the last second. Who do you want with the ball in their hands? I want Dame. Yeah, over Giannis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. just because he can he can do more. Correct. There's more that he can. And we do. saw we saw a little bit of that last night. Yeah. In the last and couple. It, of and games. it doesn't take away from how dominant of a player Giannis is. No, it's but, just that. Yeah. Who's creating the rhythm offensively? Right. Dame, right? Yeah, so yeah. As I'm he not, should. As he I, should. This is not me making the case this is Dame's team. But, but as he should as a guard. It's a, it's a 1A, 1B situation I'll, now. I'll yeah. say this. It's certainly his team in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, he takes the reins and mm-hmm. he's controlling it. I still don't believe he can dominate a basketball game like Giannis can. No. I don't know that anybody Ooh. in the league can dominate a game like Giannis can. Ooh. I don't know. First Dame? Three, First three quarters of a game, Giannis is the best player you can look for. I think that uh, not, nothing. To, it's not on Giannis. This isn't a take on Giannis. This is more so that I think Dame. I think what he's done for so many years in Portland has been underplayed, just because that's where he's been, and they haven't really been that good. But he is a bona fide scorer. Oh, yeah. Like he is yeah. on the same tier level as the best scorers in the league. So that's why I'm saying Dame. Not necess- not like Dame can dominate a game. They will be fine if they lost Giannis for a stretch. 
844-770-3776. What say you, Bucks fan? 1-0, looking to be 82-0, and only got to win 81 more games mm. in a row. I'm Alex Strofe, alongside the former Badger linebacker Chris Orr. Prime time! Ryan Wollersheim running the show for believe? us today from the Everlight Solar Studio. You play that because he's prime, I would assume. Yeah, he's prime. Okay, of prime. So I'm yeah. going more My for like the, I'm going for more like the Chris Berman NFL prime time. Oh, I say that. For the wrong one, man. Wrong one. There's one. Nobody prime think time. of that. Nobody thinks of that. Yeah, that's inaccurate. Are you kidding me? When I are you kidding me? When I say prime time, I'm thinking Deion Sanders. You yeah. are. Yes. Yeah. I'm thinking Especially Chris Berman, NFL primetime. I'm thinking Deion Sanders. Wow, I watched too much ESPN growing up. All right, I mean, this, this is a poll question, honestly, because I need to know what the listeners yeah, think Yeah, yeah, we need to know one. that. We need, we need to know that. And, um, you know, for you Buck fans out there, you're just witnessing the DeSoto U effect. I think that Marquise Bolden being on a two-way <laughs> yeah. helps this organization I would agree. I would agree. Good guy. Glue guy. I had, a, I had a meeting today, and somebody uh, higher up in our company said to me, Hey, I heard you last night on Rutledge and Hamilton. I think we need to make something happen with you and Chris going to Oshkosh for a night. (laughs) And I said, all right, I just want you to understand, though, every time I'm in Oshkosh, I, to quote Chris Orr, get get blind. blind. And he said, yeah, yeah, I understand that. I said, all right, let's make it happen. Let's do it. So you and I are thinking of going to a hurt game. Let's Um, go, Oshkosh, a hurt. Oh, yeah, let's go. You see my boy, who? Hopefully I get kicked out or something. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk Badgers, Ohio State. Number three, Ohio State comes to Madison tomorrow, a 6.30 p.m. kickoff. You know what's wild? We're over 25, 24 hours away from kickoff still. Yeah. Night games. Nothing like night in camp. We'll talk about nights at the camp with the former Badger linebacker Chris Orr. Coming up next, I'm Alex Strove. It's Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. So when you do radio, they, they teach you when you're lead hosting, like I'm doing today. I'm Alex Strope alongside Chris Orr, Ryan Wollersham running the show. When music plays, you're supposed to do what's called hitting the post, right? Okay. So there's, there's a there's a portion of the music where it changes, and that's when you're supposed to jump in. I couldn't find the post here. Mm. That's why I waited so long. It's understandable. I tried my very hardest to find that post in all of these uh, fish songs we're going to be playing today. Some more successful than others. Some you might have to wait about forty-five seconds before that post comes up. <laughs> All right, so we <laughs> will, we will be off. We will be off of YouTube by the time we get to like the third segment because uh, uh, yeah, we're playing too much music. Oh uh, yeah, because we're not supposed case. to do that. I think technically, or only a certain don't, amount. Don't say that out loud. Don't say it on the. Well, air. I don't think anybody <laughs> from YouTube's watching us right now. I just I'm just saying that anyway. You, you never know. We've had some <laughs> run-ins. We had some run-ins. What's so damn funny to what you? Is it like 15, clown? It's like fifteen seconds, ain't it? Yeah, fifteen or twenty. Yeah, I think I will. Why, snitch- Why are you self snitching? I'm not. <laughs> yes, you are. You're a snitch. You literally just self snitch. You just snitch you know what they say? Snitches get stitches. You should get some. And you and I are gonna have to figure that out in the break. <laughs> figure out who's gonna be co-hosting with me the next segment if you keep talking the way you're talking. <laughs> I think in that case, Chris might need his new host. We're gonna, yeah, uh, I'm, gonna need a new host. Yeah. I'm gonna need a new host. Who can come? I put, I put him. I put him in. In a, speaking of Nelson, I put Chris in a full Nelson before the show. He couldn't get out of it to save his life. Come on now, tell the truth. I am telling the truth. Tell the truth. I, my my arms this of steel happen. were this just happen. wrapped around the back of your I'll, neck. I'll walk this. I'll walk this through for all of you. First of all, he started positioning. I just pull my arms down and clamp, and he legit can't move. <laughs> I'm asking him. He's he's struggling so bad that I'm asking him like, "Bro, are you? Is this your real legit force?" He's like, he's like, "Oh no, 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 no!" So I let him get me into a full Nelson and break it in half a second. Maybe fast. Uh, you didn't break it. I don't know why you lying. The blink of an eye. Why are you lying? Should we? Should we show? Do we need to show again? <laughs> do you want to get embarrassed? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, There's fine. cameras oh in here. All right, fine. All right. Behind the arms, around the neck. One, two. Oh God. <laughs> 
<laughs> Dude, ESPN Madison on YouTube and Twitter. X. I mean, that was a good full Nelson. <laughs> that he broke in a blink of an eye. Yeah. He needs to do some push-ups. Why you need to do some push-ups? Why, why, how would that help me with a full Nelson? It'll just help you with your cardiovascular health. It'll help you develop some strength. Just a baseline of strength. <laughs> you don't think I have a baseline? I don't think so, bro. I don't think so. You think I'm fragile? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. He's Chris right, we'll Orr. go to Oshkosh. I'm going to be protecting you. <laughs> Damn straight. He's Chris <laughs> Orr. I'm Alex Strofe. Always protecting me. This is Chris Orr. Ryan Wollersheim with us as well. Big one tomorrow. And I say big one because I think it can be. It is big. I think it can be. It is. Would you let me finish the setup and then you can chime in? It's big. <laughs> it's big, bro. What makes it not a big game? Because it might be a blowout like it was a year ago. What was it last year? 53 to 20? That doesn't matter. 21. That doesn't Excuse matter. Excuse me. Any game can Apologies be. to the Badgers. Any game can be like that. Any game can turn into that. No, any that's game. incorrect. That's, no, in, that's legitimately incorrect. That no, was never going to happen a week ago against Illinois. Illinois was not going to lay 53 on the Badgers. It could. It could. Exactly. But if we're looking <laughs> through a realistic scope, it's not going to happen. But this is the thing. This is the you thing can I'm have a feeling you. out process of a game. I'm going to tell you why it's a big It's First of all, it's a big game for Coach Fickle in his era. I think. Okay. Um, nobody's saying, I'm not saying like, oh, if he doesn't win this, this will taint his tenure here. I'm I'm not saying that at all. It's more so about the importance of how you display your team this game. Because all of, everybody that you're recruiting is watching this game. And we're, we're talking about getting into that stratosphere where we're battling with recruits with Ohio State, Right. Mm-hmm. This is which is where we need to be with the new Big Ten on the way. Anyway, how much of a competition is it right now? Uh, recruiting? Yeah, I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. Okay. I, I don't. I don't. I mean, because recruiting changes. Because your class, like now, your your transfers are included in your class, right? So I don't. I can't. You can't really. You can't really say until it's said and done. Fair enough. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I got you. Um, but your recruits are going to be watching this game. I think the brand of football that you put on display, I think it shows. This well, it, I, I think you're right, and, and like a good example, one of your Texas boys, maybe Matoyer, uh, yeah. big big quarterback recruit, will be in town this weekend. Yeah, the Woodlands. You got it. Ooh, the whoop them boys. And how close is that to Desoto? Ah, uh, it's some hours away. Okay, like four hours. Okay, so not very close. No, nah, not close. So, but he'll be in town. Mm-hmm. And he could be the future face of this this mm-hmm. program, right? Yep. Given given how much hype is behind yep. him as, as a future quarterback. And not only that, he's a highly highly touted quarterback. Correct. So this is a Ohio State might be even still be recruiting him. This is an opportunity for them to try to flip him as well. I don't think he's getting flipped. I'm just saying though, you're still recruiting. Like you're still you still need to recruit your guys. I know they are. Facts. I'm just saying you still need to recruit your guys, and a big part of your recruiting is your brand and style of football. What do you what do you preach to these recruits when you get behind closed doors? What do they hear when you allow them in the locker room with your team? You know that leadership or whatever you're displaying. Are they going to be able to see that on display on the field? Mm-hmm. And then can they see themselves fitting that? That's that's the that's the college football recruiting equation. That's it. If you wanna if you wanna win the recruiting battle, win just win some more games. Win. So, yeah, and I, I think you're right, and, and mm-hmm. it could be. It could be a big game for that. Mm-hmm. But what if it's not, Chris? Because it's the number three team in the country against mm-hmm. a team that has lost to Iowa, who has a nationally touted horrible offense yeah. run by a former Wisconsin burnout in Deacon Hill, yeah. and Washington State on the road. Yeah. So you say, as a Wisconsin alum, a proud mm-hmm. Wisconsin alum. Very proud. I know you are. More proud than most. Very proud. That it's a big game. Yeah, it's a big game. But from the scope of Travion Henderson, the Ohio State running back who's making his return on Saturday, I mm-hmm. think he's looking at this and saying, yeah, this is a big game? Yes. Why? It's a Big Ten game. No matter what, no matter who you're playing in a Big Ten. On a national spotlight as well. Yeah, no matter what. Okay. No matter what. Uh, man. So wait, it's it Wisconsin, Indiana next week. Big game. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, can't, you can't game be in Bloomington, bro. For everybody that's in that Camp Randall building, that's putting 60, okay. sixty plus hours. But we in gotta a make week. something clear. 
I'm not in the Camp Randall building. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. For 60 it's hours a, a week. It's a, it's a difference, I'm though. a fan sitting on my couch watching this game and eating potato chips. Okay. You're saying big game as in you're comparing it to, like, us in 2016. We're the number eight team in the country. That's the number a big two game. team in the country. That's a big you're game. You're saying that's a big game because we're both ranked, huh? No, we're not strictly because ranked. we're ranked, but because there is, a, there is a legitimate unknown as you enter that matchup. Whereas yeah. Vegas looks at this game and says, yeah, Ohio State should probably win by more than two touchdowns. Very true. And what I'm saying is it's a big game for the program because even if you lose, it's, it's, it's about what brand. What are you stamping on this program? What's your stamp on this program? What do you want this? What are you transitioning this program to look like in the next few years? No. Is it, this is a game where this is a game where this is what I want to see at least Saturday. I want to see if, 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 if we do take an L. I want to see that it's legit a talent gap. I want to legit see that. I want to see like, oh man, like we're we're putting these guys in the right position. Uh, Locke just missed that throw. Uh, we just can't keep up with this guy, excluding Marvin Harrison Jr. Nobody can keep up with him. So don't 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 use don't use a generational player and try to like crap on our DBs or say our receivers aren't that or whatever because no other receivers are like that. Let me just throw that out there. I'm like, no, that's true. I hate when people do that. Well, I think for context, Ohio State's wide receivers are the best in the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Up there, yeah. Yeah. Who else would you put up there? Washington. Sure. I'd put Washington up there. Um, Florida State. I'd Florida put State. Florida State. I would agree. Right receiver room up there right now. Yeah. If, and it uh, seems like they're not sure if their number two receiver is going to go for Ohio State. Emeka Ibuka is still questionable. Nice pronunciation, by the way. I've read his name a lot. I watch a lot of Ohio State games, to be honest. Unfortunately, oh, you should see Chris Orr's face Look, right now. I don't he do it. So I don't do it out of joy. Yeah. I do it out of rooting against whatever team they're playing. What's wrong rooting, with you? rooting for whatever team they're playing against. That's that's what I, the enjoyment I get. You should be watching the Badger game. Oh, I watch the Badgers too, but the second option. Uh, you should, hold on, hold on. You you should be somebody. cheering so hard you need to that you don't have the though. energy to watch you need, other games. You need to understand something. You need to understand the level of bachelor that Ryan Wollersheim is. Bachelor? Oh, I see where this is going. Ryan, how many TVs do you have in your living room right now? Currently two. How many you have two TVs how many, in your living room? How many during the weekend? On Saturdays. How many during the weekend do you have in your living room? Uh, well, technically three TVs and a monitor. Why do you put all that in your living room? Because there's that many games on that are that important, Chris. Why don't, you just, why don't you just do the multi-view? I don't have YouTube TV. Ah, uh, yeah, I I need to get that. Damn. Yeah, you do. I agree. Yeah. yeah, you need to get that. You're missing. It's out. great. Even though you don't really get everything. It's fine. I got the old school multi view. Yeah, yeah, you do. You, <laughs> do. <laughs> you do. No, but it's a big game. Let me get back to that. It's a big game. It's about the brand that you put on display. Like, like I said, the answer should truly be, dang, there's a talent gap. Like, it should. I want to see the coaching on par, which is something that. The untrained eye probably can't see, but like I'll just give you an example. When we went out there in uh, 2019, we went to Columbus, and we played them twice that year. But the first time we went out there, they ran something called a backdoor four-eye read. Would you like to translate that to English, please? (laughs) All right, all right. So this is the way I can explain it. The offensive line is blocking. If I'm the quarterback, let's say the offensive line is blocking – Inside zone to the left from the guard or right guard over. They're blocking inside zone to the left. Running back is on the quarterback's left, and he's running outside zone to the right. Their right tackle, tight end, and they had a wing are all blocking outside zone to the right. Trying to create essentially parting the red sea. They're creating a super big divide. And guess who's in the middle of that divide? You. Our four-eye defensive tackle. Oh, not you. So now it's like, all right, if you decide to run out here with this running back, I'm just going to pull it. And now we have numbers in the box because your Mike linebacker has drifted with this outside zone run because he has to go with this running back. He has to. Yeah, yeah. So now we have numbers in the box. And I can pull it. If you crash down, I'll just give it to the running back. He's got – we got a hat for a hat out there. They got a tackle, tight end, and a wing for our outside linebacker, inside linebacker, and safety running down I feel like I'm in the, the linebacker room right now. You should now. be. It's, it is. It this is. is a film session. So they got a hat for a hat that way. <clears throat> Second plus side of that, you got a home run if this Will linebacker, who's back over here with the inside zone blocking, where the quarterback can keep it. 
On top of that, if he starts to travel too far, now we got a home run hit. Hit your head on the goalpost. Jump over to make sure you jump over to safety when he tries to cut you. <laughs> With Justin Fields back there. So, and that was a play that we had never seen. Nobody else had ran it. They ran it. They ran a variation of it a couple of years before that in 2017. But they did it with it was basically real basic. I'm not going to explain that one. It's just a simple, a simpler version of that. That was a first and only time we saw it then. Then they came with a revamped version in 2019, and we literally couldn't stop it. We're we're you don't have that much time to correct that because you still have to finish the rest of the game. You know mm -hmm. that's not the only play they're running, but this is what's killing us. So on the sideline, you're trying to find out all these different ways to prepare for this play during the game. You're trying to figure out how to stop this play during the game. So that goes back to something we were talking about a little bit yesterday when we were talking sign stealing and, and adjustments mm -hmm. on the fly and picking yep. up on things throughout a game. You're picking up that they're running this and running this and yep. you can't stop it. You can't stop it. How do you yep. stop it? Yep. You're finding you're trying to find different ways to stop it. Like, oh But are you getting burned multiple times before you finally figure something out? Yeah, because this is the thing. You don't have like mics or something in your helmet. So if if we get hit for 12 yards, which is sure. a big hit. Yep. Defensively, that's a big hit. We get hit right. for 12 yards. Okay. Uh, they come out run another play. We stop them. It's second and eight now. And then they, they throw a slant. All right, it's third and two. They run that same play. They hit us for seven. All right. Now, the drive just keeps going. They can hit you four times with that in the same drive before they end up actually getting some points. So you don't have time to adjust until you get to the sideline. Then now you're on the sideline. You're just hoping that while you're adjusting, you're trying to do it as fast as possible, understanding that your offense is going against a highly touted defense. They had Chase Young on that team. But I'm just saying just a period in a game of football, your your offense, this, that's real competition out there. For sure. You know? So if your offense doesn't sustain a long drive, uh, they get a turnover or it's a quick three and out, you don't even have time to truly come up with a plan. He's Chris Orham, Alex Rovin, his Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Chris calling it a big game. Jake Kokoraski of Badger Extra tweeting earlier today, 19 uncommitted recruits will be in attendance for Wisconsin tomorrow against the third-ranked team in the country, Ohio State. Told you. That's why it's a big game big right game. there. Yep. 19 uncommitted recruits. Big That's uh, not a small number. Either. Big game. What, what game did you go to? you remember? As an uncommitted recruit? Uh, or as, an, as a committed recruit? What was your official? My official was uh, Bowling Green, actually. Oh, so you watched them smoke them, right? Yeah, yeah. Just because um, we played on a Thursday night, and that was just the way that it worked out. But if I had held off, it was either our first or second round of playoffs. We played on a Thursday, <clears throat> and I could have came to the Nebraska game, uh, Melvin's 408. Oh, Dang, yeah. I know, right? It's you crazy. missed out on that one. <sighs> then it got beat the next week, right? I don't. Or two weeks no, later? No, 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 no. Because uh. they, they had to play in Minnesota. You always play Minnesota. No, 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 no. The, the record got beat. Oh, the record. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But that's a fake record. I agree. <clears throat> he only played three quarters. I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, he played three quarters, and you stayed in the game up like 50 on right. Kansas. Right, Come on, bro. He even knows that. Bro. Yeah, that's facts. Yeah. That's facts. He's Chris Orr, Alex Stroh. Final thoughts. Badgers, Buckeyes coming up tomorrow, 6.30 kickoff. At the camp, we'll talk about the atmosphere under the lights. That's next. It's Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Feels like a Friday to me. I'm Alex Grove alongside Chris Orts, Rutledge and Hamilton. Hmm. Presented by Coors Light. Dave from Deerfield on the text line. 844 770 3776. He says on what? Going Anna here. Mm. We learned yesterday that Anna means animosity. Going Anna. Come on, man. Going Anna here. You got to use it better than that. Stop with fish, Grateful Dead, and Dave Matthews that you need to drop acid or eat fun mushrooms to listen to and dance in circles for three hours. See, now he got some Anna on his chest. He, he does. Got Anna. He, he got does. Anna. He has Anna in his chest. He got some Anna with Prime. With me? Yeah. 
Look, he coming at you. I, I merely do what I'm told here. Uh, I just <laughs> work here. telling I you to do this? Jim Rutledge. <laughs> well, if you couldn't get enough of a ripoff from a former show we had on our uh, our airwaves, guess what we're doing next? We're going to play pole dancing in the next segment. <laughs> Original stuff here on Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. He's Chris Orr. I'm Alex Strofe in for the fellas today. Giving our final thoughts. Ohio State, number three in the country, comes to Madison tomorrow night to take on the Badgers. It is a 6.30 p.m. kickoff, which means ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day, which you can here, Chris Oron begins from Regent Street at 4.30 p.m., about 24 hours from right now here on 100.5 ESPN. So, Chris, you call it a big game. Mm-hmm. The last nine times these two teams have matched up, Ohio State has won. Mm. The last two times this game has been played in Camp Randall Stadium, each of them went to overtime. Yeah. Except Ohio State won, one, won both of them. What happens tomorrow? We got snaked in 2016, by the way. Anyway, you got what? We got snaked in 2016. Snaped? Snaked. Snaked. Yeah. Okay. By the refs? I thought you were making yeah, a Harry yeah. Potter joke. Yeah, by the refs. I thought you were making a Harry Potter yeah, we joke. We got snaked in 2016, man. Sorry to hear that. But this is a bad, just a really bad hold get missed. Well, it still goes down in the record books. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do I think happens tomorrow? That was my question. I don't know. I'll tell you that right well, now. I, <laughs> Good insight, bud. But let me tell let me tell you why I don't know. It's because I thought that we would see a little bit of Coach Fickle and Coach Longo specifically uh, being like a little more aggressive, uh, especially once we got into conference play. I thought I would see some spicing it up, uh, get your playmaker just the ball real quick type plays. Um, I thought we'd see them be a little more aggressive on the offensive side of the ball or even just on special teams do something, you know, because there were some games we were in that we needed to steal a possession like Iowa. So the stuff that I haven't seen is stuff that you're going to absolutely have to do if you're trying to win tomorrow, Mm -hmm. which is steal a possession, uh, win a turnover battle, get a couple of explosives. All the cliches. All the cliches, but they're they're real. They are real. real. Like – they're cliches for a reason, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, like, let me tell you something. I understand it was a different game, but when last time I played Ohio State in Big Ten Championship 2019, they they ran a fake punt on their own 30, which is like a no-go zone, usually. Usually you're not even thinking about it. So if you think that they don't feel like this is a big game, ridiculous. You better be coming with it. You better be coming with all that Anna. I'm so glad you said ridiculous. They better be coming with all that Anna tomorrow because, like, you need to do it. That's what we needed to do when we were the 11th ranked team playing the number one ranked team in Cam Randall and we won in 2011. You need to come with some Anna. Exactly. You had to steal a possession. You had to get a big explosive early. What did we do? David Gilreef ran the opening kickoff return back, which is like, one, it's a confidence booster for your team. I'm not saying because if I'm being honest, it's probably like a there's a slight split. There's some guys in that team that's like, <laughs> I know I'm the best in the world. Yeah. And then there's some guys who probably don't feel that way, who probably feel like who grew up in small town, Wisconsin. Never thought they'd be on the Badgers, never thought they'd be playing against Ohio State. And now that it's here, it's like you kind of freeze up in that moment. Mm-hmm. So you need something to get those guys going. What's it like waiting all day to play a game? Aggravating, annoying. You um, it takes some time to find out like how you're going to structure your day because you need to structure it differently. The best part is you can eat like you can eat on Friday night since you got so long to wait. You can eat good, uh, but yeah, you 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 got to find out your own schedule. So something that we used to do with Coach Chris, which I thought was, which I thought was dope, we used to so get up in the morning like you had breakfast or whatever, right? And we would go to the stadium. If we were playing here, we would come up to Cam Randall. If we were away, we'd go there for a night game. Mm-hmm. We'd come to the stadium probably like 10-something, 11 in the morning, uh, just so you get out and get moving a little bit, uh, get some of, work some of that uh, some anticipation of off. Yeah. It's not necessarily jitters. It's just like you're so ready to play. But like pregame jitters. I'm not saying that as like a nerve thing. Yeah, but that doesn't come in yet. Not yet. Not yet. Um, it the main thing about the night game is you don't want to get too high too early. Sure. Like, you might wake up feeling like you're ready to run through a wall. you got to quickly calm yourself down. And that was something that we did that helped for sure. You ever pee your pants uh, during a game? During a game? Yeah. Nah. You never did that? Mm-mm. I don't yeah. believe you. No, nah, I never did that. Okay. Any of your teammates? I, yeah. One of my teammates, uh, 
pooped on himself during the game. <laughs> it was one of our D linemen in uh, 2015. We were playing against <laughs> Purdue. Me and him actually combined for a sack. And he pooped <laughs> on that play. Sack. Yeah. And uh, the reason, I'm going to tell you the reason why I do it. They used to make us drink like beet juice before the game. Sure. Um, because you know it's, it's real good for your blood and your heart and all that, <laughs> but not for your bowels. Good not for your bowels. Not for your bowels. Yeah. But if you, if, if every Wisconsin football player, like, I'm not gonna say his name, but if I said his name, they would be like, oh yeah, that's him for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's who he is. Are you looking who he combined with us? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm googling. Chris, Don't say his name. I just googled Chris Orr combined sack. Don't say his name. Isaiah Loudermilk. Oh no, no, you're not gonna know the year. Oh, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out what before we're done it? at what six o'clock. Not gonna know the year. You didn't, say. you didn't say. I did say. It. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll go back and check the tape. Run the tape. Yeah, run the tape. <laughs> that's cheating. That's cheating. Using resources. That's cheating. That's cheating. That's your work. So hold on. So you guys are mid-sack. You're bringing out the opposing quarterback. What was his name, the opposing quarterback? I don't remember. you just saying that? No, I really don't remember. <laughs> and um, you guys are taking him down. Mm-hmm. And he pooped mid-sack. He's, no, no, no. He said, like, that's when it happened. Because, you know, when you're tackling, I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm guessing crazy. Like, I'm guessing, like, the quarterback elbow might have hit him in the stomach or something. But I just know, like, on the, uh, the rest of that drive. Was it a total blowout or just, like, a little one? No, nah, just a little just okay, so you weren't smelling anything. No, 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 I do know some guys that them peed, like just peed in their pants. Well, Mark Schlereth, stink. That's Vince, how he got his Vince, nickname. Vince Beagle, he'll yeah. probably tell you too. This is why I'm saying his name. He used to pee in his pants. Often. I, yeah, kind of often. <laughs> like when it got cold, he was peeing in his pants. He was going to pee in his oh, pants. Oh, get the body warmed up. That's disgusting. Yeah, that's pretty nasty. That's disgusting. You know, but football players are different, man. That's why I asked nah, you. not like that. That's why I asked you that question. No, nah, not like that. But the thing is, it's not as rare as you're acting like it is. Why the do you think I asked the question? Pants? Yeah, why do you think I asked the question? I think it was. I think it's more rare now than it was back in the day. Sure. Back in the day, they used. To, I know yeah, they, used they used to do that. <laughs> like pops who won three Super Bowls. Nah, he wasn't peeing on himself. You sure? Yeah. Have you ever asked? Nah, that's, but I know he wasn't peeing on himself. We go pole dancing next. It's <laughs> Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Things are falling down on me, heavy things I could not see. Rutledge and Hamilton. Really exciting stuff, man. Oh, yeah. I remember when I used to produce this show, we'd usually play Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch on Fridays. Gets you a little fired up. Oh, sounds so current, so topical. Really gets <laughs> with the youths, doesn't it? It says the guy playing fish. Yeah, hey, fish, well, fish like, doesn't do look, it either. I was directed to play these songs. Uh, Marky Mark is much more current than fish. Walk into the W tonight. Tell me if you hear Marky Mark or if you hear Fish. Uh, it's definitely neither. It's going to be neither. Oh, Marky Mark will play. Like what? Oh, good Vibrations know. by Marky Mark and the Funk. Uh, it's such a good vibration. That's not playing. That's yes, it that will. Play. That might play. That, that might, might play. That will play. That's, that's play. one of like, right. the all-time party anthems. I would say it will, but it might. That has more of a chance than the Fish song. Right, yes, that. Now you want it has a chance in the Fish song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. All right. Time now to do another really original thought here on Rutledge and Hamilton. Time to go pole dancing. We asked, and you answered. What? Coming to the stage, it's pole dancing on Rutledge and Hamilton. All right, guys, it is time for some pole dancing here on Rutledge and Hamilton. My heart is kick-started with all this fish Chris, today. Chris, 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 you don't got to take off your clothes. Relax. <laughs> Get up on that pole. All right. All right. So, guys, we're going to review some of the poll results from around ESPN Wisconsin this past week's shows. So, we'll start with in the morning, 7 to 9, Giant Game and Chewy on ESPN Milwaukee. Guys, they asked earlier this morning, how many points will the Packers have to score on offense this Sunday to beat the Vikings? Mm. 7% said at least 17. 50% said at least 24. 30% saying at least 28. 
13% saying 30 or more. Guys, what do you think? How many points will it take for the Packers? Will the Packers have to score in order to beat the Vikings? At least 17, Uh at least 24, at least 28, 30 or more. I think I'll agree with the people, 24. I would also agree with the people. I I think 17's low, but I think 24 should do it. Mm -hmm. You have that much faith in Joe Barry, his defense? Yeah. I mean, they've proven it the last couple of weeks. Um, now, nah, don't get me wrong. Well, wait, hold on, hold on. Vikings hold offense on. looked better on Monday, but yeah, is Justin Jefferson on IR still? <laughs> <laughs> All right, then maybe you know, then maybe they got a chance. All right, all right. So we will keep it moving, guys. Game time debut in Milwaukee last night, thirty-nine points, as we talked about in the first segment. So Jay Gabichui also asked this morning, who are average more points for this for the Bucks this season? Twenty-eight percent of respondents saying Giannis, seventy-two percent saying Ooh. Dame. Yeah, what that's that, that's a really good one. I would also, I, I I'm gonna agree with the people again. Yeah, it's Dame. I, I think it's Dame as well. I just think he's more lethal, but Giannis will be consistent. Yeah. Now I think Dame will have more down days yeah. than, than Giannis will, but I think Giannis. Uh, mm-hmm. I, but I think they're gonna be close. I think they'll both be top fifteen in scoring this year. I think it's just hard. I was gonna say top ten. But I think it's yeah. hard to have two guys yeah. in the top ten it's scoring hard. on the same it's, team. It's only one ball. Right. Yeah. yeah. And right. I think, yeah, Damian Lillard's going to get more touches. So, yeah, I think it'll be. Okay. All right. All right. Um, and then the last one I'll throw to you from Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. They were talking about this on Tuesday. I was actually tuning in for this one. In your cupboard at home, how do you place your cups? Cup mm. opening facing up? Oh, good question. Or cup question. opening facing down? Chris? Mm. Do you not know the My answers? My cups are up. My cups are down. The cups really? are down. Yeah, I stack them because I have like. <laughs> See, my own had like plastic cups. I got like glasses. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh. I'm just calling you a child. You're trope. stacking your glasses? Well, no, not the glasses. Glasses yeah, are one at a time. Say. But like the plastic cups, those are stacked upside down. That's what I just said. You talking about something? I got glass too. I do have glass too. But you made it seem like you was only glass like me. You're not only glass. You like only me. have glass? Yeah. Nah, nah. Brother, you have a baby. You she have plastic. Drink, she might, man, she ain't drinking out no glass. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> What's she drinking out of? A bottle. And what what material? Glass. No chance. I promise you. You're giving your I'll baby you a, a video glass. I've seen your video tonight. Sippy cup? No, the top of it is uh, like a nipple, but it's a glass bottle. Oh, old school. No yeah. way. I promise. What if she drops it? It's reinforced. It ain't that fragile. Got <laughs> that glass you think it is. It's Chris's trout. They're not going to drop the bottle. Yeah. All right? Well, yeah, Chris was telling us yesterday how many interceptions he's dropped. <laughs> so, yeah, his daughter will drop the That's bottle. That's because I had to throw these hands at 350-pounders. So I, I got paws, man. They made for slapping folks, not catching the ball. <laughs> We need to get you in an octagon. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And speaking of octagons, uh, running feud this week on Kyle Bruss and Norman. Apparently, they asked their fans if Kyle Bruss and Norman could beat Chewy, Mark Chimura of Jen Gabe and Chewy, former Packers tight end, that is, former 99 overall rating in Madden, I believe. Mm. Uh, Could Kyle Bruss and Norman beat Chewy in a fight? 42% of respondents say yes. 58%. It's three on one? Three on one. Oh my goodness, and they're getting doubted. That and they're getting doubted by their fans. Oh, uh, I will say yes. I, I would think three people can be they one. They should, yeah. They and, should and Chewie's be. huge, right? Like, yes. I don't know if you've met Chewie in person before, Ryan. No, he I is a huge fan. He's, you, he's former tight end. All yeah. right, that's fine. I'll tell you this right now Brad Norman. Yes, I NFL agree. punter, he can get that leg up there. <laughs> that's I'm true. I'm telling you, a sweet true. chin music. Yeah, Shawn Michaels, he's heartbreak gonna kid. knock. <laughs> the, the heartbreak kid, Brad Dortman. <laughs> <Some> kickboxing. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, we need to find a picture of Brad. Like uh, you know how to catch the punters when they get their leg up. Yeah, we yeah. need to find a picture of Brad like that. Yeah, you're right. Sweet chin music. <laughs> the heartbreak kid, Brad Norman. Let's do one more, Ryan. All right, the last one I got. Sticking with Kyle Brust and Norman. So this was from Tuesday's show as well. Kyle, Kyle Wallace of Kyle Bruce and Norman, had steak for lunch on Tuesday, apparently. Nice. Is steak nice. an appropriate lunch food? Yeah. 60% of respondents um, say yes, 40% say no. I have steak for lunch almost but every day. Steak hey, like. Uh, hold, on, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. Every day you're eating steak for lunch? How much almost. money are you making in the USFL? Almost. almost. Nah, you buying them both. I buy them both. I hit all these little different spots where I find somebody like, oh man, you got some good. These little butcher spots, man. People okay. be putting me on when I be running into people. I be asking them, 
You gotta ask questions, bro. You gotta be more sociable. You think you can I, find these? You think you can I don't find ask these questions? avenues of getting your protein sources at not an alarming rate? So steak for lunch every day? Not every day. I say almost. Okay, that's not still every. crazy. Um, not, I mean, it's not like a. Four it's times not like I'm getting like an amazing quality. He's eating a filet, a filet like, mignon. Yeah, come on. Yes. I'm not eating a cowboy ribeye every time <laughs> I sit down for lunch. Let's relax. You can get some, you can get some steaks for not that, not that big of a price. Uh, I would say yes, but only occasionally. Yeah. Right? Chris Zor's a maniac. Bro, you can. Um, like, I've had steak tacos for lunch many times. Yeah, I make, exactly. I make, I make a mean steak taco, especially when I'm drinking. I don't know what it is, but my steak taco gets elevated when I'm drinking. I don't believe it. And I'm better at cleaning when I drink. I don't I've noticed too. What? I don't believe it. Yeah, so I, I tweeted this years ago. You can probably find it on my Twitter if you scroll back long, long enough or search my name and steak tacos. I tweeted one morning at like 3.30 a.m. on like a Saturday night. I just made steak tacos and cleaned up the whole kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, so steak tacos were a big part of my my growing up. I don't. I mean, what's wrong with having steak for lunch? I just feel like it's more of a dinner food. I right? think it like, just depends like, on what like steak. similarly. Similarly, would you eat like a baked potato for lunch? Like I wouldn't probably, unless it's yeah, Saturday. You could eat that for lunch. Are you saying like you're? Are you having your lunch like outside of your house? Um, that's the main question. I think. I. I, I yeah, I think that changes the answer. But yeah. I, but it, it outside sounds to me house, like he's eating yeah, this at work. Wild. Like you're having steak at work. I mean, ain't nothing wrong with that. At noon on Tuesday. I don't Tuesday. know how you're like heating that up and getting that going, though. Putting I don't it, know. Putting it in the microwave. Like, that's not good. <laughs> Put, just pop it in the, pop it in the nuke. Yeah, pop it in the, uh, one of them little toaster ovens. Yeah. If you got steak, you got to put that in the toaster oven. Really? Yeah, bro. Huh. Interesting. Mike in Sox City has a question for you. Chris, up, how, how do you cook the lunch steaks? Oh, man. If you if you listening and try to hear me talk about reverse searing and all that, <laughs> I do that for the dinner steaks. You know, dinner, what about the lunch dinner steaks? steaks are like ribeyes. Lunch steaks, I just sear them on a cast iron skillet. Okay, sear them. Uh, get a good sear, get a good crust on them, and then I throw them in the oven with the cast iron. Let it's that residual. It's dinner time. You're making people hungry in the car. Right yeah, now. man. Let that residual heat. You know, finish cooking it a little bit, and then I let this it guy rest. can cook. I'm actually kind of impressed. Yeah, I can cook, man. All I can, right, I can chef it up. When a we bit. return, hold on. Sweet chin music on the stream, by the way. You asked for a photo of Brad Nartman extending that leg up as far as he can Of course, go. our screen went dead the yeah. minute this happens. Oh, come what are you on, doing, guys? Prime? Look, don't blame me like for, for another <laughs> technical difficulty in that studio. All right, it's back. Oh, yes! Yeah. There, we there we go. Yes! Look at how high he got that Oh, thing. he got to keep that head down. <laughs> He's got to keep He would probably say that, too. He would. I don't know if you're actually supposed to. I just feel like they're supposed to. <laughs> no, I think you got to keep it up to make sure you're. You keep that head. I know you got to keep that head down when you kick it. When you kick a field goal, you got to keep that head down. I don't know if that's the equivalent on a punt because yeah, once bro. it's in the air, it's gone. Bro, whenever you lift your head, your body follows. But you can tell in that picture the ball. Yeah, gone. yeah, yeah. It's gone. Yeah. I'm just missing. Hey, man, relax. You're getting on my nerves. For I sweet chin music, you. <laughs> <laughs> when we return, we got to learn how Chris's first. Crack at lasagna soup went last night. It was good. Yeah. Okay. Did you miss the part where I said when we return? <laughs> Great setup. We're going to go in depth about it. I'm going to sweet chin music you in the commercial break. <laughs> and we got to talk Packers Vikings before we chat with Ben Brust at 515. We throw stones at 530. We wrap it up at 545. That's all still ahead. It's hour two of Rutledge and Hamilton, which is presented by Coors Light, and it's next.